It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. All right, so we're going to do a couple things on the show today. First, we're going to talk about a really awful movie we watched, which wasn't really that bad. It wasn't that bad. No. Uh, it was entertaining. The movie's called... Then we're going to review a couple other movies that we went to see today. So, one, first we'll talk about the really bad one, which wasn't really that bad. It's called Slacks. S-L-A-X-X. Slacks. It's about a killer pair of jeans that murders people in a vapid uh, clothing store, yeah, kind of like, like the Gap. Yeah, kind of like Abercrombie and Fish, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie is a really heavy-handed satire mm. about like sweatshops in other countries and stuff, basically. So um, I don't want to spoil the movie by giving away the plot, but... It's really cool. The effects are really cool. Um, they use uh, a person in a green screen suit with a rod puppet, and that's how they do the jeans and make the jeans move around and stuff and attack people. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty gory, and the jeans, like, it is funny, too. It's funny, and it's meant to be. So, it you is. know, um, it's on a shutter. Yeah. Uh, the streaming star shutter. You can rent it as well, though, yeah. if you want to. Yeah, it's, a, it's worth renting, though. Yeah, but it's a shutter original, which is why it's on there for free. But Yeah, it's it's definitely worth renting. Um, it's, it's really funny and has a pretty good message, which is um, kind of makes you think about where you buy your clothes. You know, I mean, people buy their clothes at these. There's a reason why places like, you know, Old Navy and stuff can sell their clothes for so cheap. It's because they're contracting out. A lot of those places are contracting out with some pretty cheap labor in other countries, and sometimes it's like child labor, and sometimes it's like a sweatshop. That's I like mean, a there's really a whole place. line in there where so, she's like, "How do you, how do you think we, we, we make jeans for five dollars and then sell them for a hundred and fifty? Yeah, I mean, it's it it does have a really uh, I I like the message of the film. I just thought it was kind of overhand, yeah, over, it heavy is. handed. It's like really heavy handed. It is the jeans attacking people is like the funniest thing you'll ever see though, because it's like this chick puts jeans on, and then she goes in the bathroom because she thinks she's having cramps or whatever, and she uh, the jeans just slowly cut her in half. I mean, it's like they, they like eat her. And and, uh, uh, and yeah. then stuff her under the sink. Stuff her under the sink. Somehow. Stuff her body under the sink. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The jeans, and then it like possesses a bunch of other jeans and like attacks. Uh, there's a reason why the jeans are attacking people. Um, how they're able to be animated like that. There's like a, a kind of a supernatural reason why, which I won't really go into. You well, obviously, there's it. a supernatural reason. Sure. Pants don't just eat people. Sure, I know, but I mean, there's a. <laughs> There's a reason why. Yeah. It, there's a mechanic for why this is all happening, and uh, it's part of the story. So I don't want to give that away, but definitely watch it. It's funny. You'll get yeah. a good laugh and, out you of know, it. And you know, you'll think a little bit. There's not. There's not like any recognizable names in it or no, anything. Not at all. But they. But all the actors in it are good. They're good. They're good for their roles. I yeah, mean, they did a really good job, um, and uh, you know they're, they're believable characters. 
in that. Okay, so we recommend that. Go watch that. Go rent that. The first movie we're going to review is Cop Shop. It just came out this weekend. Um, Stars Gerard Butler Gerard and Butler, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo um, and a young up-and-coming actress uh, who was Something fantastic. louder. Something yeah. louder. Yeah, he's looking it up. Louder. Um, but really, really great uh, movie. Alexis Louder. Alexis Louder. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So Alexis Louder, um, honestly, I felt... Uh, in in the place you know you she put you put her with people like you know oh and there was somebody else in there too um, he was on The Walking Dead that wasn't him I that wasn't him I looked it up I thought that was him it wasn't him I know oh, who you're okay. talking about okay um, anyway there's some other actors in it that you probably won't recognize uh, because I mean this is one of those movies that had like a ton of production like production companies doing mm-hmm. little small production companies come together to make it. I think it's kind of Honestly, an independent I didn't, movie. Yeah, I didn't even know about it. I was looking at like Adam Tickets, you know, their their calendar like last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. But it's like, we have the Regal Unlimited Pass. I'm going to go watch it. Yeah, that's what's great about that Regal Pass is that you could just go see whatever, <laughs> even really bad ones, you could go see them. And it's, you're not out. I mean, if, if you see two really good movies during the month, You've 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 paid for it, mm-hmm. you know. And if even if you saw the rest of the movies, you saw the rest of the month were garbage. It doesn't matter because they're free gratis, you know. Because you know you're paying for the other the two good ones and the rest of them. It doesn't matter. But if you see three or four good movies in a month, hey, you know this thing this thing is really a good deal. I, I really think it, I will give. We're not making any money off no, the no. But I'm just saying it's I, really great. I will like just give a quick mention here. Um, I did go see a movie called The Card The Card Counter and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um I'll just tell you it's not it's not everybody's cup of tea. It could be it's slow and it's got some very heavy subject matter that is not gonna be for everyone. Yeah. But I do think that's one worth recommending. But cop cop shop, um, the premise of this is you got this young detect young sheriff in a small town sheriff like this is a small like out in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. And um, they pick up these two guys, and one gets picked up because he turns himself in almost like, well, he punches her in the face so he can get arrested. And the other one gets himself thrown in there because they think he's drunk and disorderly or, you know, drunk driving or whatever, but actually he's just getting in there so he can kill the other guy. But it's, it's got a really good story that kind of like slowly evolves, and it has that feel of one of those 70s cop movies mm-hmm. or cop shows. And it, it doesn't rush towards the action. It yeah. takes its time to kind of set up the characters, and there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue between the characters before we get. And it does get to the action. It gets to the uh, to the uh, you know to the wall action. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes its time getting there. It doesn't just try and jump in there immediately. And right. That's not all that this movie is. Yeah. We we also uh, I, I really recommend this one. Um, it's got some really flavor, flavorful characters. There's one guy named Lamb that's really funny and just over the top and you know terrifying. I, I really love that Lamb character. Yeah, this is very much in the vein of like those '70s cop movies, like mm-hmm. like movie like Precinct Thirteen. It had a little bit of that. Yeah, Assault on Precinct. Assault Precinct on 13. Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, it yeah. felt like that. Um, and and there's some. 
there's some stuff that you kind of have to stretch your belief a little bit in it, but that's kind of the feel of those 70s shows, those mm. 70s movies and TV shows. They kind of did stretch your, stretch your belief a little bit. Okay. The second movie we want to talk about is Cry Macho. Um, I'm a big Clint Eastwood fan. I always have been ever since I was a kid. My dad, you know, we, we would watch Clint Eastwood movies together, you know, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, you know, my absolute favorite Western of all time is Unforgiven. Um, I feel like it's probably one of the greatest Westerns ever made. Um, Mine is Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> Back to the Future Part 3. Um, no, but this, this movie, even though it's not like, you know, Clint Eastwood's greatest movie, okay, I don't think he's... He's seeking Oscars for this. You know, no, it's not you know, like he, one of those. He's at the point in his career where he just makes whatever he, he just wants. Makes he whatever makes whatever he wants. He makes he makes projects that are meaningful to him. Sure. And this is based on a novel that was written in nineteen seventy five by the same name. Um, the movie's set in the eighties. It's like nineteen eighty, I think, is when the movie's set. And um, it's just it's just really a, a heartwarming, um, sweet movie. You know, um, it's got some, uh, a few characters in it. Like, I think, you know, Dwight Yoakam's part. I mean, Dwight Yoakam is just Dwight Yoakam, and he's Dwight Yoakam in every movie he's mm-hmm. ever been in, you know, pretty much. Um, but his character's kind of a little bit wooden, I felt like. But, yeah. But, uh, but he, you know. He does, he's, I think he's more, he's more comfortable behind the microphone. He does a I lot so. of, he does a lot of uh, I'm not talking about singing. He does a lot of voice work. He does. Voiceover work. I yeah. mean Yeah, he does. Um wasn't he the guy that did didn't he the voice of the of, of Luann's boyfriend who ended up marrying her on on King of the Hill? Maybe. I, think I don't so. remember. I just yeah, see I his name I'm just seeing his name constantly in like animated stuff I'm watching yeah. in video games. He uh-huh. does voices in video games. Right. So yeah, but um, what's the real great bit of this movie was that even at 91, okay, even at 91, there is a scene where Clint Eastwood's character is talking about um, something that happened to him, and his emotion is so strong. I mean, I felt it. I mean, I just felt it. I, I got a little bit emotional watching it. You know, um, another bit is... There are lines in there, you know, great Clint Eastwood lines, you know, where he's like, he's like tells the guy, you know, you, you, you're gutless, uh, but, you know, you don't have to be a jerk or something like that. You're gutless. Yeah, the lines in the jerk. trailer. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, a lot of, like, really great moments between the kid and Clint Eastwood. The chemistry's really good. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I want to give a shout out to the rooster because there's a I, rooster in this movie. It's <laughs> really funny. I like I love the rooster. The rooster's Macho. Macho Macho, macho the it, rooster. He's not a rooster. His name is Macho. Mm, he's not yeah. called chicken. Mm. He's a macho. Um but Macho does a pretty great job of saving their skin a couple times. I you know, what's really crazy is seeing Clint Eastwood at this age and he's playing a guy that probably is a lot younger, I would think, because of some of the stuff he does in the movie because Bless his heart, he can barely get around. I mean, I like, mean, there's scenes where he's dancing, and he's you could tell he's having a hard time moving around. Back he's a little stooped over. Yeah. You know, poor Clint Eastwood's a little stooped over. God, the guy's 91. So, I mean, and, and he gets a love interest in this movie, which I'm like, okay, good for you, Clint. You know, um, 
but it it's really kind of odd and, and a little awkward in moments of the movie because of his age. Um, uh, but it's fine. I it think it doesn't she, really. But it's Clint Eastwood, yeah. so you kind of go, oh, yeah, it's Clint Eastwood. I so think she was like in her seventies. She may be. So I mean, I don't know. <laughs> At a certain age, it stops being weird. Unlike, uh, you know, in um, in the line of fire when she's like could be his granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, But you know, there's it's it's really cool because um, there are some lines in this movie where Eastwood says some stuff, and it's like, oh, that's from like him living at the age he does. You know, it's just kind of like looking back on things, like kind of... Yeah, thing. there's a line he says, um, he says, you grow up, you live most of your life thinking you know everything, and then you, you're you at the end of your life and realize you don't know anything. Yeah, it's a really cool line. Um, but, you know, go see it. It's great. I, I really loved it. It's, it's a sweet movie if you just want a good time at the movies and just... Uh, to laugh a little and, and, and have a good heartwarming kind of moment, um, watch it. It's great. It, we need that kind of stuff nowadays, man. There's so much negativity in the world. We need a little positivity. Thank you, Clint Eastwood, for doing that movie for us. So, all right, well, um, next week, uh, I think we're going we're gonna to look at a movie called Thieves uh, and maybe one that is out in theaters right now that we just need to do for the podcast because it's so bad. We'll let you know which one that is next week. All right, until then, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Roger Coots.